0: being even a little bit, just a smidge dehydrated can cause muscle fatigue and can, you know, it's not so good for your body. So making sure you're properly hydrated is really important and can actually benefit your workouts too.
1: Hey Hurdlers, Emily Abadi popping into your feed with another installment of Hurdle Moment from Hurdle. For today's episode, I am bringing you something that you've been asking for. I'm chatting about pre-workout nutrition, mid-workout nutrition, and post-workout nutrition with Mackenzie Flincham. She's a registered dietitian and a certified personal trainer, as well as a stellar athlete. I love connecting with experts for these hurdle moment episodes, especially when there are a lot of requests for the same topic area. So if you have anything specific that you want to learn more about, I am all ears. Make sure to reach out to me over email. It's Emily at Hurdle.us. And of course, as always, if you like what you're listening to, tag me over on social at hurdle podcast and at Emily Abadi. Two last little bits of housekeeping. First things first, If you're not yet subscribed to the Weekly Hurdle Newsletter, you should be, so click on over to the link with the description to this episode. I have the details in the show notes waiting for you, and also my continuous quest to get to that 1,000 ratings and reviews in the iTunes store. I know we can do it. We're hovering at about 800 right now, so if you have yet to rate and review the show, just do me this solid. Just do it right now. Right now. It'll feel great. A little bit of karma to keep this week moving for you. As always, I appreciate you. Thanks for being a hurdler and let's get to hurdling. Today for Hurdle Moment, I am sitting down with Mackenzie Flincham. She is a registered dietitian, a certified personal trainer, and a CrossFit athlete. How are you doing, Mackenzie? I'm doing good. How are you? I am good. We are bracing up here for this storm to come through. So (laughs) other than that, no complaints. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, the reason I wanted to have Mackenzie on the show today was to talk a little bit about workout nutrition, how we should be fueling our bodies when we're going to get after it. And obviously that differentiates depending on what activity you are going to get up and do, but I get a ton, a ton of messages from the hurdlers on this very topic. So I'm amped to chat with you today. Why don't you first and foremost, just tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into this field.
0: Absolutely. Um, so I have been involved with sports and like fitness stuff since a very young age. At two years old, I started gymnastics and I competed up through level nine. Um, for 15 years, I did gymnastics. And I also did karate competitively for 10, 15 years as well. And so I've always been involved with sports and I started to get interested in nutrition as I got older, interested in how it affected my body, my body composition and my athletic performance. So I just started paying more attention to it. I decided to study nutrition in school and in college I did do a figure show. So I did, I was involved with the aesthetic side of it for a little bit. And then I started CrossFit four years ago and became really passionate about you know, nutrition for athletic performance. And just, you know, I graduated with my nutrition degree back in 2014. And I did my internship to become a registered dietitian. And I've been practicing for the last four years, training competitive CrossFit for the last four years, and just super passionate about, you know, helping helping my clients with their fitness, aesthetic body composition, just general health goals, whatever those may be, in regards to nutrition, as well as the fitness side of things. I love training clients. I love training myself. So it's just a passion of mine. And I'm super excited that I get to practice it in my work as well.
1: I love that. So how much time would you say you commit to uh, the nutrition side of things and working on that muscle, so to speak, versus Mm -hmm. uh, training clients uh, in their fitness performance?
0: I would say it's about 60/40 where 60% of my work is training and about 40% is nutrition. I am working on building up my nutrition practice a little bit more um, now that I'm not training myself as much. I'm not um, currently competing, so I have more time for work. I am building my nutrition practice a little bit more. I'm taking online clients and you know really building that practice and expanding that so I can help more people and I'm super passionate about nutrition and I love how how well people can feel the results they feel from that. Um, So it's awesome to go on that journey with them and watch and see as they improve their health. And then I really love personal training too. So I work at a private gym here in Vero and I train clients one-on-one. I do some group classes as well. And I just, I really love it. It doesn't even feel like work for me because I enjoy it so much.
1: I love that. I think that's the most beautiful thing when you can find such passion and purpose in your work that it, just feels like what you're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm, exactly. So, okay. So then let's start to talk about nutrition here. I think this is, you know, it's a it's a thing. It's a thing in that so many people are like, how do I get to this point or how do I, I feel stuck? And, you know, there's so many complaints that we make and we think that it all has to do with our physical fitness routine. But a lot of the the plateaus that we can hit and the hurdles that we face actually have to do with what we're putting into our bodies is that right?
0: Absolutely. Nutrition is super important I would, I would say it's like 70 80 percent of everything. Um, you know if you're training really really hard but you're still eating in a calorie surplus or just at a maintenance level, then you're not going to see any uh, body fat loss. And on the other hand, if you're you know hardly working out at all, and you're eating in a calorie deficit, you will be able to lose weight that way. Um, it's super important to do both. They go hand in hand a lot, and you know, having good physical health is going to make you feel better, change body composition, and put on muscle. But the nutrition is the most important part when it comes to weight loss or weight gain. <laughs>
1: Of course. And I think that it's important for us here to make sure that we reiterate that talking about good nutrition doesn't always mean that you're looking to fuel your body for weight loss. It just means that you're looking to put the right things into your body. If you're going to be working out hard and and giving back to yourself in that way of movement, then you want to make sure that you're also coming back to yourself and giving yourself the gift of good nutrition.
0: For sure. Yeah. The recovery part is really important. If you're working out really hard, but not eating appropriately, then you won't be able to recover to your full extent and get the most out of the workout that you just had.
1: Okay. So let's kind of start at the beginning when it comes to the nutrition thing. So what would you say are your like two cannot compromise, you must do this in your regular diet rules?
0: I mean, this one's really general, but I would say balance, like getting a good balance of macronutrients is really important. A lot of people cut out an entire food group. For example, they'll you know, cut out carbs because carbs get a bad rap and they think carbs are the reason for weight gain or, or just do very, very low fat and, and completely eliminate fat. So I think getting a good balance of macronutrients is key. It really comes down to calories in versus calories out. So if you're under eating in carbs, you're not going to be getting enough fiber. If you're under eating in fat, you're going to miss out on, you know, a lot of the benefits that fats do, such as transporting vitamins and regulating hormones and body temperature. So fats play a vital role in the body as well as protein and carbs. And it's really important to have a good balance of all three. So not eliminating an entire food group is definitely key. And then another thing I would say is... In regards to nutrition is drinking enough water. That's one thing that a lot of people don't do. I know a lot of, a lot of my clients, um, you know, and people I just know in, from the gym, work out, they're like, yeah, maybe drink like a liter, a liter of water a day. And they just don't like to drink water. It's not something they think about, but being even a little bit, just a smidge dehydrated can cause muscle fatigue and can, you know, it's not so good for your body. So making sure you're properly hydrated is really important. It can actually benefit your workouts too.
1: What tip would you offer to those individuals who are of the camp? I am just the worst at
0: drinking water. A couple things I recommend to people: if you really, some people don't like the taste of water, which I don't understand that because I think water doesn't have a taste. It's just quenching. Um, but if people really just don't like that. Um, Maybe flavor it with something. Flavor it with, you know, some type of flavoring like those mios or a an electrolyte tablet. Maybe that's flavored if you like that. Um, you know, I wouldn't recommend drinking like sodas or sugary drinks or fruit juices, but a low calorie or zero calorie flavored drink can be a good way to stay hydrated um, and have a little bit of flavor at the same time. Another thing I have people do is drink water with meals. That just assures that you're going to be getting more water. If you make sure that you have a glass of water, a bottle of water with you every time you have a meal, um, that's going to just keep you on top of that. Um, some people actually have gone so far as setting reminders in their phone that go off every hour or every couple hours to drink a certain amount of water so that by the end of the day, you're adequately hydrated.
1: Okay. Well, that's a good tip. I've actually heard before some conflicting, uh, opinions about drinking water with meals. Can you mm-hmm. talk to me about that really quick?
0: I think I've, I've heard a lot of different things too. And there's, uh, of course, in the nutrition field, there's a lot of contradictions and different research and things that are, oh, you should drink cold water, room temperature water. But in the end, if you're drinking enough water, that's the main priority. If you're not drinking enough water, it's going to be best to have enough water no matter where you put it in your day. Whether that's right. right before bed, right when you wake up, if you have a lot of it at once, if you spread it out, the most the most important thing is just getting enough water. Um, you know, I don't think there's enough research to say that it's better or worse to drink it at certain times with or without meals. Just drink enough water. Period.
1: Period. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to before your workout, obviously, depending on what fitness you're about to tackle, that's going to have an impact on what you're going to reach for food-wise before you work out. But let's talk some basic guidelines. Say let's start with someone that's working out for under an hour's worth of time. Mm -hmm. What would you tell them? Do they need to really think about what they're going to eat before they work out?
0: For under an hour, not really. That's not so important it really depends on the person if they're a very high level athlete versus just taking like a an easy easier walk or easier jog like a lighter cardio versus like a really heavy lifting session so it kind of depends on the person and the workout but generally You know, you can. You're gonna use the fuel that's stored up from earlier in the day or or from the day before. Glycogen stores that are in your uh, muscles and liver. So you don't really have to eat right before, unless maybe you have a low blood sugar problem or you're just very hungry. Some people don't tolerate eating right before a workout. Um, Personally, I don't eat, and especially if I'm working out in the morning, I don't eat before that morning workout. If I'm working out later in the day, I make sure it's a a couple hours before I work out that I've had my last meal. So it's really personal preference, but you are going to use your energy stores from earlier, not really directly that meal right before. So it's really personal preference when it comes to that.
1: And what about the people that are reaching for some sort of a pre-workout powder of some sort?
0: A pre-workout powder, that's again, personal. If someone feels they need that extra boost in caffeine energy right before a workout, um, some of my clients do it. Some of them don't personally. Sometimes I would do it in the morning. Most of the time I don't do it. Um, it depends on your training session and you know, how, if you're really, really training hard and want to get the most out of your workout, you're doing a very high intensity workout. You're a high level athlete. Maybe that extra caffeine boost can help with the, you know, energy output in your workout. But if you're just working out for general health, I don't usually recommend anything like that unless someone personally finds a benefit and enjoys that extra boost in caffeine before a workout. But for pre-workout powders, again, personal preference. If you want a little jolt of energy from, like, a piece of fruit, then that helps a lot of people.
1: And the other thing that's in a lot of this pre-workout is carbohydrates.
0: Yeah. In the pre-workouts, there are some that are just very low calorie, maybe 20 calories a scoop. And then there's some that are going to have some carbohydrates and sugars in them. And those are going to be absorbed really quickly and used for quick energy right before your workout. So if you're someone who feels like, you know, your blood sugar is low, you're drained of energy right before going into a workout, then that boost of pre-workout energy may be helpful for the workout as with everything on a case by case basis try
1: it out and if you don't like it then nothing's nothing's sticking you to it
0: yes it's super individualized you know if you want to go into a workout in the morning fasted and you feel good doing that by all means that's very individualized everybody responds differently so it's definitely case by case
1: Totally. Okay. So this is someone that's going out for less than 60 minutes. Let's talk about, let's talk about runners because I feel like I'll have a lot of runners that are listening to the show on the regular. So someone that's going out for something a little bit longer, maybe that weekend long run where you're going to be out there for, you know, at least 90 minutes or so. What do you suggest for that pre-run
0: meal? And more importantly, maybe
1: when should that run meal be happening?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Again, the pre-run meal time is individualized based on the person. Some people tolerate eating right before workout and some people don't tolerate it because your body is going through the digestion part of the meal and you might feel bloated. You might feel stomach ache and it's just the run or the workout is going to interfere with that and make you not feel so good. So some people can eat and go workout right away and they're not as intolerant to that. And so that's individualized as far as the meal timing goes. But I would recommend having some sort of carbs before the run, whether that's, you know, maybe a piece of whole grain toast with, uh, you know, some peanut butter and jelly or half a banana or some fruit, uh, maybe a yogurt, something with some carbs and protein would be good before the workout. Um, you don't want to have a high fat meal. So if you do the peanut butter, make sure it's, you know, maybe one tablespoon limited to that. But if you have a lot of fat, it's going to take a little bit longer to digest. So I would recommend a more carbon protein based meal. And then the timing of that is not going to be, you know, a set time, but more so individualized based on the person's tolerance to it. Um, typically, I'd recommend one to two hours before, but if you can tolerate closer to the runtime, then you can do that, especially if it's a smaller food, such as maybe some fruit or a bar or something like that. That's a little bit lower calorie, lower volume. Got
1: it. Okay. So you're out on the move, you're out on your workout. And as you're working out, your body is pulling fuel from those glycogen stores that ideally are ready for this bout of activity. But when is it that you're out for a workout that you would need to be consuming fuel during the effort.
0: So, another very personalized, individualized answer here. Um, but usually, if you're going for a longer run, longer exercise, you're doing a sport that's over an hour, maybe two, three hours. You're outside um, or working out. Um, I would recommend, you know, maybe after the hour mark, have some carbs. If you're running. Long distance, you know, some people have those little gummies that are full of carbs um, or juices or electrolyte drinks that have some sugars and carbs in them or sports type drinks like um, Gatorades or Powerades, those type of drinks to help replace the glycogen and help boost up your your carb sources back up. So usually about after an hour or so, I would recommend it. But it's, again, individualized based on the person, based on the workout, based on the body size as well.
1: Got it. Okay. So that's super helpful. And then obviously, especially in the summer right now, something that we need to take into account is hydrating. If you're going to be working out for a long time, especially if you're outside. So
0: what do you have to say about that? Absolutely. Dehydration is, you know, something you really want to do your best to avoid. You know, as soon as you start working out, if it's outside during the summer, you're going to be sweating a lot. It's really important to stay hydrated, not just with water, but with electrolytes as well. If you're sweating a lot, um, the heat's very intense. It's really important to stay hydrated um, because like I mentioned earlier, just a little bit of dehydration can cause muscle fatigue. Um, You might experience headaches or or lightheadedness, some other um, symptoms of dehydration. So really important to keep up with your electrolytes, whether that's a sports type drink or if you're looking for a lower calorie version, there's a lot of electrolyte powders that you can just mix in with water.
1: So we're fueling, we're hydrating, we're taking care of our bodies. We get back in from the effort and it's time to refuel. What should that really look like?
0: After your workout, you'll really want to replace carbs. You'll want to have carbs and protein post-workout. A lot of people really focus on just protein but actually the more important nutrient to have post-workout is the carbs. So it's good to have a meal that's both carbs and protein together. Um, but if you're going to, you know, go for one over the other, I would recommend carbs because you're actually needing to replace the glycogen that you just burned out through your workout. And if you don't replace that energy, um, and you, you know, you're not going to recover as well. And especially if you're doing a lot of workouts through the week, or you maybe even you do two workouts in a day, if you don't recover properly after the first workout, you're going to be depleted and not ready to go for the second workout. So post-workout, I would recommend something with carbs and protein. So maybe that's a protein shake. Some people really like protein powders and making them into shakes. If you do that, I would recommend adding some fruit like a banana or some berries, maybe even some oats um, if you want to just go ahead and have your meal, whether that's breakfast, lunch, or dinner, or, you know, a, a regular snack, like you could have a bar, you could have a, a yogurt, some granola. Talk to me about ratios. Cause I think there's always
1: like some sort of opinion and we're hearing all of these different things and no one knows what the quote
0: unquote right thing to do is. Right. So usually with my clients, um, the carbs post-workout, I would recommend anywhere from 20 to 60. 20 to 80 grams, Like it's so broad because it depends on the workout. It depends on the size of the person. It depends on the person's goals. But protein, you know, usually about 20 to 40 grams. Maybe if they're a, um, a larger male athlete, uh, maybe even more protein than that. But usually around that 20 to 40 gram range protein is what I recommend for post-workout. And then the carbs are going to be usually double that. And, and again, it depends uh-huh. on the workout.
1: Okay, so it's kind of like a 2 to 1 carbs to protein situation.
0: That's typically what I recommend, yes. Super helpful. So, aside from, you know,
1: the pre, the during, the post workout, you talked about the importance of hydration and and balance, but are there any other things that we should know that are just like not to be missed when it comes to nutrition for athletes?
0: Calories is going to be super important, you know, rather than focusing in on the exact macronutrient or the exact type of food. If you're under eating as an athlete, it's going to drastically affect performance. Um, And again, if you're really overeating and carrying around a lot of extra weight or a lot of extra energy that you don't need, it it might wear you down, make you feel sluggish. So calories are really important. And then after that, it's good to look at the balance and the food quality. But again, first off for athletes in particular, making sure you're properly fueled with enough energy is going to make a huge difference on your performance.
1: And I love that because, you know, I stand by this, this notion that if you have your if you have a body, you're an athlete, and obviously there's a difference between elite performing athletes and, and regular humans more so like myself, but I had uh, I had Mary Kane on the show recently, and she was just talking about the major, major caloric deficits that she was taking on at the height of her career and how she ended up sustaining just so many bone injuries mm-hmm. because she wasn't getting in just enough calories, period.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Not eating enough calories can increase the stress levels in your body. It's going to drastically affect performance as well. So energy input when you're looking at your workouts and your energy output is going to Make a big difference.
1: This is so, so, so helpful. And before I let you go, I just do want to touch on this because you mentioned smoothies and post workout shakes, and I think they're very popular picks, but they can be super detrimental if you're filling them and throwing the wrong things into your blender. So, can you just talk to me a little bit about what might be a good mix of ingredients to go into a post workout shake?
0: Absolutely. Post workout shake, something that would be a good low calorie. But high, good protein carb source shake would be if you want to do a protein supplement powder, um, which is usually about 25 grams of protein per scoop. And then some type of milk, whether that's a low-fat skim cow's milk or if you want to do a plant-based milk like almond milk. um, Maybe half a banana, whole banana, or maybe half a banana and some berries to get some good, another carb source plus some fiber and good vitamins and minerals. And then if you feel like you need more carbs, you could even do a quarter or half a scoop of oats. Um, And that's going to add a good whole grain carb source along with um, a little bit of protein and some fiber as well. So that way you're getting a good blend of carbs, protein, and the fat's very low.
1: I was going to say, because I think the last thing that you didn't touch on, but a lot of people put into the
0: smoothie is some type of either nut butter or nuts. Mm -hmm. And that makes it taste very good. Um, And peanut butter is a good fat source. So are nuts. They're very good fat source. It's Unsaturated fats, um, anti-inflammatory, has a little bit of protein. So if you're looking for a fat source, go for the unsaturated fats. Nuts and nut butters are a great source, but... You have to keep in mind one ounce of nuts is a serving, or two tablespoons of peanut butter, which is only about 32 grams. And if you weigh that out, it's very eye opening versus if you just scoop it out and estimate it. Um, so I'd be careful with that because two tablespoons of peanut butter is close to 200 calories. And that's a, especially if your goal is weight loss and you're eating a lot of peanut butter every day and not losing weight, you'll see that it's a very dense, low volume, but high calorie food. That's packing on extra calories. So be mindful with the fats. And also post-workout, it's better to go for the carbs and protein and not necessarily needing fats right after a workout.
1: Super helpful. Mackenzie, thank you so much for all of your intel. I feel like this is a, a great jumping off point. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, you and I find another time to chat on this in the near future. Yeah, sounds great. Um,
0: thanks for having me on. And it was a pleasure.
1: How do the hurdlers keep up with you? How do they find you on the
0: socials? Give me the details. So on social media, my Instagram is Mackenzie Grace Fit, and that's spelled M-C-K-E-N-Z-I-E. G-R-A-C-E-F-I-T. And it's a lot of workout stuff. And then also has a link to my nutrition coaching page. So I work through Myobrain. And I do online nutrition coaching through there. And my website is called Flexible Dietetics. So you just go to FlexibleDietetics.com and you can read all about me, my background, you can see my services and, you know, find me on Instagram and all those good things.
1: Perfect. I am at Emily Abadi at Hurdle Podcast. Another hurdle conquered. Catch you guys next time.